G'day everyone, this is Rita Join and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. Today's episode is all about emotional intelligence. And before I talk about emotional intelligence and what that is, I was having a conversation with a lady not long ago and she asked me what I did and I said, I create emotional intelligence trainings for corporates. And she said, well, emotional intelligence, isn't that something that you either have or you haven't? And the answer is 100%. If you don't have it, it's 100% learnable. Everyone has emotional intelligence to a certain extent. Some are more good at it or some people just have it better than others and this episode is about how to harness your own emotional intelligence how to increase your ability now there's a lot to cover so i can't do it in this one particular episode but if you want to know more about this topic then let me know please email me reader at unboxyourgift.com i uh, leave a review in the in the section where you can leave a review if you listen to itunes and let me know uh what your thoughts are about this episode and if you want to know more about it because then i will create more episodes based on emotional intelligence so before i launch into it i want to preface emotional intelligence with a story and you may or may not have heard about the marshmallow experiment and the marshmallow experiment was a group of researchers took uh, some four and five, three and four-year-olds, I think. There were about three or four-year-olds and they put them in a room individually and the researcher went in the room and they said, put a marshmallow in front of this poor three-year-old <laughs> and said, okay, I've got to go run an errand and if you promise me not to touch or eat this marshmallow, when I come back after my errand, I will give you two marshmallows. So instead of waiting, having one marshmallow now, if you wait 15 minutes, I will come back and I will give you two marshmallows. And so the researcher leaves the room and this three-year-old is left alone with a marshmallow looking at it. And so some kids are sniffing it, some people are touching it, some little kids are touching it to make sure it's squishy. And a third of them eat it. A third of them can't wait and they eat it. And a third of them actually wait for the researcher to come back and then that's when they're rewarded with two marshmallows. Now the results of this little research experiment isn't made evident until 18 years later, sorry, pardon me, 15 years later when they're 18 years old. When they're 18 years old, these researchers track down those same little kids that were once little kids and they want to look at exactly how are they working in their life? How are they functioning in their own life? And they found that those kids who delayed eating the marshmallow, who actually waited, were actually had more friends, were well-adjusted, were able to um, be more friendly, were able to have better social skills, and were also able to have extremely, they did extremely well in their final year marks of their exams to get into the university or college that they wanted to get into. Then a, a New Zealand study went and took the study one step further and retraced these same little, once little kids in their 30s. And they found that those who waited and didn't eat the marshmallow, they were well-adjusted, they were financially better off, they had better careers and they had better social skills. So the fact that these kids didn't eat a marshmallow when they were three-year-old was evidence, the fact that they delayed gratification and demonstrated they had high emotional intelligence and that high emotional intelligence helped them throughout their whole life. 
So what on earth is emotional intelligence? And if you were going to be the kid who ate the marshmallow straight away, does that mean that's it for you? Like the world is going to cave in? No, of course not. But here's how we improve emotional intelligence. What it means is that those kids who waited were able to employ, deploy mechanisms of waiting. They were able to delay their triggers for wanting to eat it. Their parents may have taught it. Maybe they knew it unconsciously. Maybe they were just innately had those qualities. But the ability to wait gratification, to wait and not gratify straight away helps throughout your whole life. So what is this thing called emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is made up of five elements. The first one is self-awareness. The second one is called self-regulation. The third one is called empathy. The third one is called motivation. And lastly, social skills. Now, all of those things, those five elements can be broken up and all those five elements I teach in programs. And if you want to learn more, let me know and I will give it all to you by episode by episode because there's just too much to cover in just one single episode. We'd be here for five, six hours. Now, but I want to tap into this one called self-regulation because that's the one that directly affects these kids who did eat the marshmallow or who didn't eat the marshmallow. And that's the the trait, the EI, the emotional intelligence that we want to focus on that had these kids to perform better later on in life because they exercised emotional or self-regulation. So self-regulation means controlling your impulses to meet a higher goal. Controlling your impulses. So you think about it, you say to yourself, I'm going to work out, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to... um, become manager, I'm going to finish my, whatever it is that you want to have, like it's your personal goal, not the goal that's been forced on you, but you will delay eating the cookie if you want to get healthy for a higher goal. You will, you will not delay going to the gym. You won't find excuses or you won't negotiate finding excuses like I'm too tired. It's not the right timing. It's getting too dark to go to to the gym because you know how to self-regulate yourself. You know how to control that impulse that makes you think, I don't want to do it. And that is what self-regulation is. It's controlling your behavior, your emotion, and your thoughts in pursuit of long-term goals. And that's exactly what these kids were taught to do. Now, how do you actually delay gratification? How do you delay it? How do you create self-regulation if you find that you have that? Well, that's an emotional intelligence trait. That's an EQ trait. And one of the things that I talk about on this podcast is something that I practice every single day myself. I try and do it every single day. I'm, no per- I'm not a perfect person, for goodness sake. I mean, you've heard my episodes. You know that for, for a fact. What I try and do is I keep my word to myself. And that's part of self-regulation. Self-regulation is looking at what's your word to yourself and delaying the gratification, delaying the excuse, delaying the the short-term incentive to reach the higher term or the higher valued goal. So for example, for those of you who have been on the journey of finding something that you wanted to do and you're doing it every single day before the clock strikes 2020 and you're going to be doing it until the 24th of December, for me it's doing this podcast and for me it's doing the um, the video recordings. And by all means, in addition to my everyday normal work, so this is not the only thing that I'm doing, I'm doing my normal everyday work as well. And what I find, which really interesting, is it's only day seven now. I've completed day seven, or I'm on day eight now. 
And I'm realizing that I need to self-regulate every single day because I need to self-coach myself. One of the strategies that I use to not give into the trigger of I don't want to do it is I self-coach myself. Like right now, when I was developing my, my topic to speak to you about today, I was thinking about what is it that I could add value to you? How could I, how could I add value to your life, your moment, your day in this very instance? And that's why I thought, why don't I discuss the marshmallow experiment? Why don't I talk about self-regulation? Because I'm on the journey of doing two massive goals that I want to complete. And for me, it's about self-coaching myself. So how did those kids in that room they had mechanisms that they did it unconsciously because they were three years old and I don't know if they could articulate exactly what may had them delayed. But as an adult, speaking from, from right now, what I'm doing is keeping my word to myself and I'm coaching myself in the moments that I want to not do it because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm coaching myself. That's the mechanism that I'm using. That's the mechanism that I'm using to reach my higher goal. And self-regulation is really about not using willpower to control impulses, but having lots of strategies to help you regulate those impulses. So for example, going to the gym, I go to the gym uh, of an afternoon. And one of the things that gets me to the gym that I look forward to, so that it pulls me, is I watch a program uh, called The Middle. It's, a, it's an American program. It's a comedy. It goes for about an hour. And as, as I'm on the treadmill, I'm, I look forward to watching that little comedy snippet. It's the only kind of comedy snippet I watch at all. And I get to work out and I get to walk 6Ks, 5, 6Ks, and I get to watch that program. So that is how I'm regulating. That is how I am using a strategy to help me control an impulse of I don't want to go to the gym. Can you see how that's working? So I'm using self-regulation. Now, I don't say to myself, I'm using self-regulation right now to control an impulse so that I don't negotiate with my brain that I don't want to go to the gym. I don't talk like that to myself, but I'm explaining it how emotional intelligence is trying to explain it. And then I'm using myself as an example of how I'm implementing it. So by me using myself, you can see your own self and your own situation and then adapt to what works for you. So that is what self-regulation is. And by all means, what the purpose of it all is, and I said this in a, I did, recorded a YouTube video yesterday. The fruits of self the fruits of self regulation, the fruit of delaying gratification, the fruit of delaying excuses, the fruit of not negotiating with your brain to want to not do something now, does not become evident in that moment. You don't go to the gym one time and then you lose weight, like you lose five kilograms and then you're done, right? It doesn't happen. It happens slowly over time. And that self-regulation, its fruits don't, don't make itself evident until one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, which is why those kids were more successful as they aged because they delayed self-gratification. They weren't into like right now, right here, right now, gratification, I need it now. It was a delayed approach. And if you look at anyone who is successful or has done something of worth or of significance to, in your eyes, you will see in the details of their day-to-day, -day, they have deployed self-regulation. They may not articulate it. They may not call it self-regulation. They may not call it controlling their triggers. But they very well understand that when the moment when they don't want to do it, when it gets hard and there's one marshmallow and you really want to eat it, and 15 minutes is too long to wait, 
then you know that you've got to deploy a strategy to control that impulse. So the reward becomes you get twice of the twice the amount of marshmallows. And the reward of not delaying what you're saying or the reward of keeping to your word is that you get that ultimate reward is what you're going for. And that over time, that muscle that's built of self-regulation is what allows you to adjust better. It allows you to have harmonious relationships because you've, you're, you're not angry. You're not frustrated. You're not, you're not letting, you feel those emotions, but you're not letting yourself give in to those emotions. I hope this is making sense. This is probably one of the most important episodes ever because by me learning about this, I have used this to really dig deep about myself. Like uh, for a very long time, for four or five years, I've taught self-awareness. I exclusively taught self-awareness. And self-awareness is knowing about yourself, knowing about your strengths, your emotions, your limitations, your actions, and how your emotions, strengths, limitations, and actions, how they affect others. So I've been teaching that and I've been teaching that through the passion process, how to find your passion minus your resume. If you don't know that, if you don't, if you want to know how to find your passion minus your resume, go to unboxyourgift.com, download it. It's free. It's available. But I've taught that for many years. And what I didn't realize was that the reason why people, once they find that, because people think, I don't know what my passion is. Well, actually you do know what your passion is. This process will help you find it. But then once they find their passion, that's when it gets hard. They, people think that the first step is hard getting to the passion. That ain't hard. That's actually quite the easiest, the easiest part. The hard part is now following through with that passion, the self-regulation, the empathy, the motivation, the ability to be in social environments and those social skills. That's what gets hard. And so anyone that you've seen turn a passion into a profession it's because they're really allowed to manage their emotional triggers and they've got strategies that help them regulate those impulses, those emotional triggers. And that's called in emotional intelligence, self-regulation. So how do you go about going about your day today in this very moment, whether you're listening to this early in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, while you're driving, while you're on the treadmill, wherever you are, while you're cleaning the kitchen, whatever you're doing right now, you have an opportunity to deploy a level of emotional intelligence that you never have in your life that will enable you to be stronger, more effective, more efficient and happier because you can delay gratification. What do you need to do today? Anything that you promise to yourself, anything. Keep your word. Keep your word with that. The second thing is that once you keep your word to yourself, try and have how do you how are you going to manage not wanting to do something for me when i don't want to do a video and i'm on day 8 the one thing that i remind myself of my strategy that i do unconsciously i don't even know i did this but i, I now that i'm unpacking it to explain it to, to you guys what i'm drawing is i pull myself to the vision of i've always wanted to present i've always wanted to present stories in a visual form this is my opportunity if I don't do it now, I'm going to let myself down. And then the next time I decide to do it, I'm just going to go, oh, I, I couldn't do it the other time. And I'm going to be 85, 89 years old. And I'm going to think, I wish I would have. And that makes me feel really like, I don't want to be that person. So then I go and create a video. Because that, that is what I'm using 
to regulate my motivation to go and do that video. Can you, can you see what I'm doing here? But I do that unconsciously. Just today, I was feeling, do I really want to do a podcast episode? Do I really want to do a podcast episode? And then I looked at the questions that people were asking. And I thought, I could actually add value. I could actually create a difference in someone's day-to-day to help them understand themselves a lot more. And that's when I picked up the mic. That's when I plugged it into my computer. And now you're hearing my voice right now. So those are how I manage it. So my point is that keep your word to yourself and have a strategy, have a multiple levels of strategy of how you're going to deal with it when you feel like you don't want to do something. For me, going to the gym, what pulls me is I, I, I watch this program for an hour while I'm on the treadmill. And today that program's not on, so I'm going to be doing a Zumba class instead because I love Zumba. But that is a pull, right? That's a strategy that I'm using that makes me enthused to want to go there. So my brain, if my brain thinks to me, oh, it's getting late in the day, oh, I could be doing some house, or I could be doing the laundry, or I could be doing uh, filling in the information for, you know, getting a client on board. I could do all that, but I need my body. My body has priority over me, right? My, your body has priority over you. It's a non-negotiable. And so I've got the, that in place. So if ever my brain tries to negotiate and talk me out of it, I know I could call on that, which is really important, guys, that, that uh, now that I'm thinking out loud about it, is when you have a goal that you want to address, that you want to be able to do, what are the excuses that are going to stop you? And then how are you going to work out those excuses? That's a form of understanding self-regulation. What are the excuses that are going to come up for you? I'm too tired. I can't be bothered. It's getting too dark. Um, I feel sore. Like, obviously, I'm not saying to, like, I'm talking about the gym analogy here, and I'm not saying to go and anyone to kill themselves. But I'm saying, you know, when you genuinely are feeling sore and you can't go to the gym or where you're just using it as an excuse, like, you know yourself. And if you, and if you play with that, and if you're not honest with yourself, well, then you're just going to delay your own ability to become emotionally strong. And that's the whole point of this, to get us to become emotionally strong and, and resilient. So what are the mechanisms? The third thing I would say is habit. The habit that you build is the person you become. There's a great quote, and I always quote it, don't show me your uh, goals, show me your habits, and your habits will make you. Now, I'm paraphrasing that, but it's basically, if you've got a goal, like I've got the goal of doing podcasting and video. I've got mechanisms in place where my brain wants to negotiate and talk me out of things, and then I've got a habit that I've got inbuilt. So I've got a habit in place every single day that if I keep to that habit, by sheer following a habit, by she following a routine, I'm going to be able to get to the end. I'm going to be able to follow through on my promises just because there's a habit in place. And it's the same thing that's true for you. And work with the habit that's worked. So keep your word to yourself. Have strategies that's going to pull you towards the thing you want to do, towards the higher goal, something that's going to pull you because you've been pushed a lot. Pushing is someone saying, come on, just get up and do it. And that hasn't worked. So you need a pull. Find that pool and don't negotiate that. And then thirdly, make sure, make sure that you don't negotiate with yourself, have habits in place that are going to allow you to easily follow through. And that's more of a pull than a push. And those are things that require emotional intelligence. And those are the things that make up uh, self-regulation. Now, guys, I was actually going to do a talk a lot more about empathy and motivation, social skills, but the time has come that I've got to wrap up because most of the guy, most of you guys have said that 
there is a certain limit that you'd like to listen to podcasting. If you'd like longer episodes, let me know. I can fit more in. But the point here is what you can move away with is learning how to self-regulate yourself. That increases your emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence just means being emotionally strong. Everything you and I do is based on emotion. Whether time moves slow or time moves fast, it, it, it all depends on how we feel. And how we're feeling, whether time moves slow or fast, is based on how you're regulating yourself. How are you emotionally feeling in that moment? And so for you to optimize your feelings, for you to minimize frustration, you can feel it, but you don't give in to it. I get frustrated, but the moment I give in to my frustration, well, now just I've lost time, productivity, I've lost my focus, I've completely lost self-awareness, I've completely lost the ability to have any strategies to regulate my impulses, like totally out the window. The moment I give in to frustration, the moment I give in to anger, the moment I give in to being impatient, I've lost a lot of time, I lost a lot of effort, I lost a lot of momentum, and I've lost focus. And then I feel bad about it afterwards. I don't know about you, but then I feel bad. If I give in to anger, if I give in to impatience, if I give in to frustration, I feel bad about it. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I think that? And it's just like, oh, now I feel guilty, right? It just doesn't help. It just doesn't help anything. So if I can start from the get-go of unpacking my behavior, then I can have control over it, that I can, I can mold it to what's going to really optimize me, my life, and the outcomes that I want to produce. And it's the same goes for you. So practice becoming emotionally fit. Practice that by the three things I talked about, self-regulation. If you've got any questions about it, please let me know. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope this has been of value to you. If you've got any comments, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts about the episode, the thoughts about this podcast. Please leave a review. That I would be super duper grateful for that. And as always, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together with all these tools, let's unbox it. God bless.